This is Dr. Dave, and in this podcast, we're going to talk about the two most important days of your life. The first day was when you were born on planet Earth, and the second is when you are born spiritually. Jesus said that you must be born again. Once is not enough. He said that flesh gives birth to flesh, and spirit gives birth to spirit. The first time you were born, you were born in the flesh. The second time you were born, you're born in the spirit. God is a spirit, and he is the one who makes your spirit come alive, and that's why you call God Father. Spiritual birth happens the moment you open your heart to God's love and dare to call him Father. I'm not an expert in theology, but I am an expert in spiritual birth. I've traveled around the world for more than 50 years, and I know that there are millions of people who have opened their heart to God's love. When they talk to God, they call him Father. I once read a book that claimed there are 99 different names for God. Each special name describes a different attribute of God's character to help people understand what he's like. Although I don't know whether this assertion is true, I do know that Jesus didn't use 99 names for God. Most of the time, he used only one. In fact, if you study the recorded words of Jesus, you find that he refers to God as Father more than 150 times. Jesus didn't reject or toss out the different names for God. Instead, he selected the name Father and used it the majority of the time. This wasn't an accident. Jesus wanted people to understand that when they open their heart to God's love, God actually becomes their spiritual father. Some people might have you believe that calling God your father would be an affront to God. It shows a lack of respect. When Jesus called God his father, the religious leaders in Jerusalem went crazy. They accused him of blasphemy, claiming that type of relationship with God was unthinkable. It's easy to feel the same way. Isn't it a bit presumptuous to use the word Father when you talk about God? Isn't that just a little too familiar? Don't you think you might lose your respect for him if you call him Father? Wouldn't it be better if you called him something like Almighty God, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Alpha and Omega, or Lord of Hosts? These titles sound much more magnificent and powerful. They're titles of extreme respect. They may even scare you a bit. After all, you're talking about God. More than a little groveling and fear would seem to be in order. Plenty of bowing and scraping wouldn't hurt either. For some people, using the title Father just doesn't seem right. Jesus came to tell us that God doesn't want bowing and scraping and groveling or fear. He doesn't have an ego problem that requires powerful lofty titles or pomp and circumstance. He doesn't have a protocol officer standing around ready to inform you as to which of his 99 names would be most appropriate at any particular moment. Jesus told us to open our hearts to God's love so that he could become our Father. God wants to have a relationship with us based on love rather than fear, groveling, bowing, and scraping. And he wants that relationship to be personal. We don't have to go to other people who make it happen for us. We don't need any protocol officers to advise us. We are to get up close and personal with God. We are to love the Father. 
It's to be a one-on-one -on -one relationship that lasts for eternity. True spirituality is about relationships rather than rules, regulations, and rituals. When you love God, you don't need any rules or regulations or rituals. You get along fine without them. When you have a personal relationship with God based on love, you have a whole new way of living. You look at yourself and your world in a radically different way. Most people get nervous when you talk about spiritual birth. It's a confusing subject and they have lots of questions. How much theology do you need to know? How many scriptures do you need to read? Do you need to pray extra hard for a long time to make it happen? Are there any formulas that you have to follow? Are there any special words that you need to say? Do you need to say them in any particular order? Is there a special place that you need to go to make it happen? Can you do it with your eyes open or do they have to be closed? All of these questions focus on you, seducing you into believing that spiritual birth is something that you do instead of something that God does to you. The truth is, God is the one who does it all. He is the one who makes it happen. As soon as you open your heart to his love and call him Father, he does the rest. He isn't going to ask you to write an essay to find out if you really understand what you're doing. He isn't going to give you a multiple-choice test asking you 100 questions on theology, and if you don't score at least 70%, you don't get to call him Father. He won't ask for a personal interview or references from religious people. He won't demand that you are perfect before you can have a relationship. He won't require that you don't sin for three days in a row before it can happen. God loves you unconditionally, and that means there are no preconditions to having a relationship with Him. Your relationship with God is a personal thing, and it's going to be different for you than it is for other people. God made you different from everyone else, and your relationship with God is going to be different as well. It's not my relationship or someone else's relationship. It's yours. When God made you, he threw away the mold, and your relationship with him is going to be personal and unique. Don't let anyone force you into their spiritual mold. You will not fit, and you will be miserable if you try to be like them and have a spiritual relationship that duplicates theirs. If God wanted us to all be the same, he would have made us all the same. We would all be clones. He didn't do it. And you shouldn't try to do it either. The best way to find out who you are and what you can do with your life is to listen to the voice of your Father. He will tell you everything you need to know. Just open your heart and let him teach you how to max out on his love. I have a confession to make. I don't know how Land Rovers, Hummers, and God's love work. But even though I don't understand them, they have given me a great ride. When I put my foot on the accelerator of my Land Rover truck, it zooms up the sand dunes without me understanding how it happens. I can put my truck through all of its paces and not understand anything about connecting rods, camshafts, torque converters, or even four-wheel drive. If I had to understand my Land Rover before I could experience it, I would have never gone for a ride. Well, that's how it is with God's love. I would rather experience it than spend long hours trying to study and understand how it works. 
I've read the Bible from cover to cover, and I still don't completely understand how God's love works. I've read many books on theology, and still things aren't perfectly clear. Nevertheless, that hasn't prevented me from experiencing God's love, and it shouldn't stop you either. God never demanded that I understand his love or explain exactly how it works. The important thing is that I experience it. If you are never born spiritually, you will miss out on God's plan for your life. You will never experience the power of his love. Being born only once is not enough. Real life begins when you're born again and you experience the power of maxing out on God's love. Open your heart to his love and dare to call God your father. There is no limit to how good your life can become when you max out on the father's love. Your life will never be the same.